Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome back to the Robocast. I hope you've all had a lovely Christmas. I know I certainly did. I'm joined alongside, as ever, Steve the American Killjoy. And World of Woodrow. Boys, you're both here. Thank God. Hooray. Well done. We've, we've managed to show up <laughs> together and something didn't happen to prevent that from happening, which is great. As conspiracy theorists. A day after than we were supposed to. <laughs> conspiracy theorists were wrong. We're not the same person. No. Well, we've been no... cloned. <laughs> Memory dumped into brain. Shh, don't and tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> it's too late. Well, the good news is there's no robot events this weekend, so neither of you were watching them. True. Uh, we are joined by a guest from the latest episode of BattleBots, episode four of the 2020 season. Introduce yourself. My name is Craig Danby, and I drive Slamo. You do drive Slamo, Craig. It's excellent to have you back. Um, it's very strange to think that I think you were our second ever guest back in 2016. It's been a long old time. Um, yeah, you... has, hasn't it, boys? <laughs> it certainly has. <laughs> One of us uh, actually changed into a different person. I know, Anderson's that gone. Guy. Where did he go? <laughs> what did um, you do to him? Uh, he's just having a nice holiday, I think. Uh, I'd like to think he is anyway. Well, good. Um, Craig. Yeah. Your third different robot in three years. Um, why the radical change? Because obviously, not that it's been a, a bit of a theme that you've had animalistic machines. Obviously, you've had Foxtrot and Predator for the last two years in BattleBots. Obviously, Foxic as well in Robot Wars. Less said about kfc death camp the better mm-hmm. but why the radical change now to a more conventional just out and out fighting robot rather than an, an animalistic styled one uh i wanted to win fights not hearts <laughs> so uh i stopped <laughs> That's caring a big what the robot looked like um, <laughs> there are still some there are obviously some elements of uh, fox six that have made it onto uh slamo uh, like the the end of the the top of the forks uh, on the two arm test I've got like a foxy chain breaker uh, thing, and then the the sides obviously concave in a way that yeah. is very foxy esque. Yeah, it definitely borrows some nods from your other machines, uh, and obviously, yeah, Sl- Slamo comes with the um, the sponsorship of Mobot as well. The uh, how integral was that to like the kind of you know, obviously you've been Team Danby forever, and this is yeah. a ma- this was a massive change for you. I'm, I'm imagining like having a having a name on your back. It's different to what you normally have. Is is it's kind of an unusual approach, sort of thing. The the biggest change was uh, who paid for everything, um, and <laughs> I think if you if you're prepared to pay for it, I'm prepared to um, put whatever name on it you want. There was a lot of debate <laughs> about uh, what the robot was going to be called. Um, because initially it had a bunch of names. Uh, at one point, it was called Bot Lesnar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a giant version of Sir Clips that we were just going to call it uh, Sir Plex at one Very point. Good, okay. And um, I forget what the the initial Mobot name for it was like Moplex or something like that. Um, mm. And we really didn't like that name at all. And then so. I went up to Mobot and we brainstormed names and it's like, well, it slams and it mows, so slam mo. I was like, that'll do. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you the finest cut on your lord as well. Absolutely. Um, the lean, mean, green suplexing machine. It certainly is. Uh, and we'll obviously get to that fight a little bit uh, later on. Um, but let's start with fight number one, uh, Slapbox and Tombstone. 
Obviously, Tombstone taking a loss in its first fight. Slapbox yet to fight until this moment. Um, I was pleasantly surprised how well Slapbox withstood Tombstone. It, like, I would have thought maybe one hit or two, and that would have been game set and match, really. But Tombstone struggled early on. It didn't quite get the, the bite it needed until it was turned over. I think that was really key to them doing as well as they did. That's the thing with Tombstone. It's it's one of those robots that like if you throw a wedge into its face, it's going to go sky high. And if your wedge can take the hits, it's going to go sky high and just hopefully break itself. I think that's exactly what uh, Slapbox was expecting here. Unfortunately, over time, the longer you fight with Ray, you better have a robot that can like ablate apart. Otherwise, you're going to end up on the wrong side <laughs> of the fight. And unfortunately, it did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> the wheels, especially. Uh, Anderson yeah. will be happy that the pink one also went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, but I mean, they really gave Ray a fight that he could really just warm up because I feel like his first fight was it wasn't a fight, uh, it was just a beatdown and just over so quickly. Uh, I really like the way that it fought this fight uh i would have liked it to fight a bot maybe that would have maybe given it more of a fight i think they were expecting slapbox to be more like duck and i think they said it in the episode too mm-hmm. uh but it didn't end up being as durable so what are you gonna do i, I think believe was, there, was, there yeah. was certainly an expectation from um from people in the pits that um it would last a little bit longer mm-hmm. um that's not a criticism for for slapbox it is no. tombstone at the end of the day one thing to to bear in mind is that this is less than 24 hours at filming after the end game fight. <laughs> so he got it around pretty quick and got it back and uh-huh. going. So. so I was gonna say, Craig, you've had experience of fighting Ray before, obviously, um, when he had last rights at Robo Games again quite a few years ago now. Like what more could Slapbox have done, like realistically, to to win that fight? Because it just it Tombstone does hit so hard. And I know Slapbox, you know, the comparisons to Duck were made, but Duck is one, a machine which is made on a very high budget and Slapbox maybe less so. I think that could be a factor as well. Like what, what, what could they have done? The biggest thing they could have done is have their uh, front wedges not in sheer. Yes. Um, they weren't so bolt the, through. Well, even being bolt through, Ray can shear them. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, that was a comment that they made on air too, so. Yeah, it's so when I fought Ray with uh, with Foxic, um, I've seen Ray like years and years of research on Ray. I was like, I'm going to fight him one day. I'm going to fight him one day. And I I knew that when he fights somebody like um, Original Sin, his Original Sin's wedge is not in sheer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically did exactly what Original Sin did, but I did it twice. So my wedge mounted uh, basically sideways. Mm-hmm. on two one-inch titanium bars. So if Slapbox's wedges were mounted sideways rather than flush, when he got hit by Tombstone, the transfer of load would be onto a round shaft rather than across uh, the, the head of bolts, mm-hmm. basically. So even being That was evident in the first hit. Sick. He lost the wedge immediately. Yeah. 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 And, and also Wubs. Um, <laughs> everybody yeah. gets Wubs, but therefore internal. They're not yeah, was... external. I was going to say, I, mean, I remember um, I was actually watching um, the episode uh, last night uh, again, and 
someone who was watching it with said that it was basically the same thing that Mad Catter did last year and basically that ended up kick-catting into three pieces. It was very similar kind of the the mountings used and I just think that it, it, it's, a, it's a good idea but it, at the same time you need to n- understand the forces that are at play and Tombstone is something special when it mm-hmm. comes to distributing those forces. Anything yeah, else? Yeah, do you have anything else to add? Um, I'm guessing I've heard it said around um, online that there's a there's a moment where Slapbox looks like it's going to get a lift in, and instead it lifts up its entire body. I'm guessing that had the wedges stayed on, that that wouldn't have happened. But I'm not a hundred percent certain. I don't know whether that's something telling for for later in this season or for Slapbox going forwards. I know Duck sort of went with this sort of design and then almost retreated their their wedge their lifting si- uh, system further back into the machine for the new version um mm-hmm. and whether this was a reason behind it or um what i don't know but it was something that hadn't occurred to me before the fight happened that it's something that could happen um but then when it happened it sort of was like yeah makes sense <laughs> it seemed like it didn't have the leverage to pick tombstone up and the one time it got mm. a chance to lift it there's a um, robot on the on the motorama um well, I saw a Motorama anyway. Um, I think it's, I hope it's the right one, La Machine, where it has um, a sort of a, almost suplexing system, uh, not as flamboyant as uh, Slamo, but um, it it has sort of two forks sticking out the front, rigid, that can just stay on the floor and give it that sort of purchase along the floor. Um, that yeah. Um, so I wonder if that would, would help them going forwards or... I don't know. This is me sat in my armchair <laughs> engineering I, what is a I wonderful believe, robot. <laughs> I believe the wedges were supposed to do that. And I think had the wedges stayed on, they would have been able to lift Tombstone no problem. Mm. Um, so um, if I could give Slapboxing the advice, I would say um, miniaturize everything. Make it as small as you can. Because then you can have thick-ass armor. Yeah. And they're, they're a sort of garage build, aren't they? They it's a family team built it together, which is really, really wonderful to see. I saw a post on their Facebook page the other day uh, showing their dad uh, doing a lesson in CAD with them all sat around on the sofas using the TV as the uh, sort of teaching <laughs> space. It's just like, that is wonderful to see and uh, sort of wish I was part of the family just to be part of that. <laughs> add someone, anyone. Uh, it was, yeah, you have to give them credit. All right, so Jevin is up for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> You do have to give them credit, like, you know, this is their first fight at BattleBots, and it's like, oh, yeah, you've got Tombstone. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, they right. seem pretty shocked in the uh, in the post-match interview. Yeah. yeah, and God bless Ray for trying to go for the mini-bot as well. Like, what a... <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You make a little girl cry. <laughs> Boo. Uh, how could he? The dastardly man that he is. Oh, what dear. a bully. <laughs> He's, we should be using this by now. It's Ray Burns. Come on. <laughs> of course. Uh, fight number two. Craig, yes. yeah, talk us through it. Your your time to shine against pain. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I went in, shoved him around a bit, did a suplexy thing. He did. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but that's pretty much a, a very good play by play. I mean, yeah. Pain Train didn't really get going. Sadly, yeah. it, it, obviously, the rush schedule everyone had. They, are, they were a very late addition. You know, we saw it 
uh, Norwalk Havoc, I think it was a week or two weeks before filming started, mm. we saw them putting the machine together on the stream. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. incredible. It, it's great that they made it down there, but it's, you know, it, this is the difference between a, a robot that turns up completed and is ready to fight and has been ready to fight for many months and a, a machine mm-hmm. that's been put together last week. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Craig, you weren't just ready. You were, you were beyond incredibly ready. ready. <laughs> like, yeah. he, <laughs> the amount of testing, remembering from the, from the Robo nerd stream, hearing about the, um, the testing that you'd done and um, sort of throwing it off of ledges and seeing how it survived and um, all the many, many chassis that you had ready to go. And I mean, Slamo was just so very well prepared this year. Yeah. Um, we spent a long time making sure that we were in a position when filming happened to turn up and we could be fight one um, straight out of the box uh, the only thing we had to do was put batteries in and turn on the radio, uh, which is exactly what we did. Uh, we turned up with the robot, uh, we put it on the uh, hydraulic cart, rolled it out to the test box, put the batteries in it, rolled it into the test box. The weapon went up, the weapon went down, it went forward, it went back, and we passed functional. Um, it was it was like, it was literally that quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, credit to uh, Pain Train. We did basically what they did uh, with Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, we turned up with uh, basically an empty chassis and built it on site because we didn't have time to to build it beforehand. So I've been there, I've done that. And uh, for them to turn up with what they turned up with, for them to turn up with quite a scary sounding weapon when it's at full speed. Mm. It did sound um, good. Uh, drive issues aside, um, Evan is probably one of the best and most aggressive drivers I've ever seen. So. Uh, if he sorts out his drive issues, um, probably a, a meteor weapon in terms of probably a bit, a bit better construction than the one that they had, mm-hmm. they're going to win fights. They're going to be a uh, tournament run uh, bot next time round. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love, I love those guys. They're so fantastic. Um, yeah, they're, all my love to them. They're, they're superb. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they've all been so so friendly online you know being really helpful being uh generous and kind to people just getting getting into the community really like communicating with a lot of people i've had chats with some of them i, I think sam have you had discussions yeah, yeah, with them with as a, well with anthony i believe on that too. yeah yeah so they're, um, they're top guys yeah but it does mean though craig you you did win i did you I did your first ever TV win, TV broadcast win. Oh, yeah. No. There we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought it was a dud. That would have been the way. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be very stereotypical for my robot. Um, <laughs> it must yeah, have been I mean, a huge relief. Like, obviously, you've, you've been doing this for 20 plus years now. now. <laughs> you know, this is, it's been a long time coming. How does it feel to, to win on BattleBots for the first time? Uh, it was terrifying because when they're in that corner um, to the to the right by the blue square, I couldn't see them. So I'm hitting the the lifter button, and all I can see is the arena wall is lifting, and that's all I can see. It's like, oh wait, I must be stuck under the wall. So I tried to back off and come back in, and then I was straight back in, and they were under the wall. Oh, for God's sake! And so there was a lot of panic driving at that point. And it wasn't until they were backed by the screws that I could see them properly that I was like, right, let's get them out of there. And so I was like, right, over to the back wall. 
And that was when I was like, right, suplex them. Let's just do it. Let's get that bit over with. But they were way scarier upside down, so I had to turn them back over so that they weren't as scary. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you seemed to get a better grip when they were flipped over because it, ser- it seemed like they were super slippery when they were right side up. I, I don't know what it was. I mean, the claws that we used were not really for vert. They were they're for horizontals because they're basically solid hard up. Um, mm-hmm. AR five hundred. There, there's like the the outside plates are um, uh, half inch thick, and then the top plates are half inch thick, and then there's like a a one inch square hole at the back of it, and it all tapers down into into one, and it's all fully welded. And there's like they were designed to sort of be driven into Tombstone Spinner, so mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't really worried about pain train hitting them. Uh, but once I'd flipped them back over, and then the weight of our 55 pound wedge took us back over. That was another <laughs> uh, brown trouser moment. Cause I'm like, Oh God, got to get back over. So I went back, <laughs> over, back onto my wheels. And um, I tried to turn away so that I didn't hit them with the leading edge of the wedge and I hit them with the corner of the wedge, mm-hmm. which is good. And then it, well, the most important thing was that the wedge didn't explode when it hit his weapon. Um, so that was fantastic. So I was like, right, I've got to get them like this side so I can suplex them again. And the plan was to get them into the screws and suplex them over onto the screws, but they got away. I'm like, right, that back corner where the hammer is. And I drove them in, and I could just see from where I was that if I drove forward and dropped the arms in, I could jam the weapon. And I thought that would be a really good suplexing point. <laughs> so I dropped the arms, drove in, huge bang, two belts come flying out at me. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Backed away, one arm, one arm didn't move. That was because a keyway had sheared. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, okay. I've still got one and it's still, it can still work on one, so that's no problem. They didn't move. At this point, the lights have just flashed to say there's a minute left mm-hmm. and they don't get counted out. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I kept just shoving them back against the walls, like, count them out. They're not moving. And then they would move a little bit and then they, stop take. So I shoved them <laughs> under the hammer and I screamed hammer. And then, <laughs> because they edited that bit out, I was like, hammer! And then my... <laughs> teammate randy behind me goes wrong hammer (laughs) (laughs) that's the blue hammer no Uh, but what they i think what they somebody somebody run over the the other side hit the blue hammer you'll be fine they won't catch you Uh, there's no rule to say you can't do that so i think right no one's ever tried (laughs) (laughs) maybe Um, not this year with the the covid problems but uh, (laughs) that might have been more of an issue um because we were very covid conscious but um yeah i mean uh, that when they counted to 10 and um, we they're like knockout and we'd won. Um, you can to, see the emotion pour out then. Yeah. I I have no idea that I'd done it. All I remember is that I nearly broke my hand pounding on that leg. <laughs> um, it, it, I'm, <laughs> when I'm stood talking to um, Chris and Kenny, what you can't see right in front of me is that I'm rubbing my hand to try and get feeling back into it. <laughs> uh, and I, at that point, I'm, I'm really distracted because I'm like, I think I've broken my hand. I was like, how do I drive if I've no. got a broken hand? So that's what's running through my mind as I'm, as I'm being interviewed. Mm. And then by the end of the interview, I could feel my fingers again. Like, all right, I'm okay. So I'm a bit more, a bit more relaxed, but uh, yeah. So anyway, that was the fight. <laughs> what, a, what a feeling. I mean, it was it, wonderful. It's, it's, it's a shame, you know, the, Pain train wasn't its strongest, but I'm sure you won't mind either way. Like you, you, sometimes you've got to, got to win dirty, and this was, 
you had to get it out of the way. And, you know, the monkey's off your back now. I, I do yeah. wonder how far Slamo can go this year. It, it, it's, it's a novel concept. And I think that, you know, there's been a, quite a few suplexing lifters, you know, about recently, you know, obviously big deals in the season. Um, there was going to be Krusty Grab as well. But the way that yours operates is very different to everyone else's in the fact that you've got actuating arms down and then actuating over as well. It's, it's you know, it's very unique. And I think that could stand you in good stead. I hope it stands you in good stead anyway. But we're, we're the only real suplexing robot. Everybody else kind of pretends to be a suplexing robot. We are <laughs> an actual suplexing robot and we can actually suplex. Everybody else is just pretending. Nobody else can actually do it. <laughs> they do so, bite force uh, level suplexes from like series one of BattleBots where they just like... It's, it's, it's kind, of like, eh, kind of over. Whereas we're like, you know, we've got a, we've got a lift Mm-hmm. Apex release yep. slam. Yeah, yeah. Ours is an actual feedback, and it and it works. And you paid, see it. paid the ultimate compliment by Kenny Florian saying that's the coolest thing he's ever seen a robot do. Uh, well, I, I, he st- <laughs> I still owe him like uh, one hundred fifty dollars for that on cameo. So we'll see how uh, <laughs> he remembers. Kenny, if you're listening, uh... don't, don't Kenny. <laughs> broke. Oh dear me. <laughs> Let's uh, move on after Slamo getting the win against Pain Train to uh, a team that didn't get a win in his first fight, Scorpius, against a team that did in Perfect Phoenix. I know. Um, this fight surprised me quite a lot. Um, not for the reason you might expect. I thought Perfect Phoenix was going to get absolutely trashed. Really? And, and it wasn't that way for a, a good bit of the fight. You know, Scorpius was doing the controlling, yes, but Perfect Phoenix was connecting quite well. Mm-hmm. And the wedge at the front of Perfect Phoenix actually held it better than I thought. It was getting under it quite a few times. Mm-hmm. It just, as the fight wore on, I think Scorpius just kind of, as it is one to do, just gets into the fight a lot more and just eventually the damage paid off. And that was that. I was starting to see the Wild Thing-esque uh, <laughs> resilience of just keep going in the fight uh, back from Scorpius, which was really good to see. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I think the, 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 bit Definitely. That, the bit that I loved was when Scorpius had it against the wall right in front of the drivers and it just kept hitting it. And you just see Zach just absolutely just go, yeah, get him, let's go. It's just, it's, it's the passion mm-hmm. that he had for that fight was, was great. And yeah. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful to see Scorpius back in doing what it does best. I've got to say, yeah. Scorpius's weapon hits in a very, partic- uh, very peculiar way. It's almost as if the disc connects before the tooth a lot of the time, which um, was a concern potentially for, for something with a one-tooth solution, that it's not connecting at the right point. Obviously, with, with a, a normal vertical spinner, you, you can brush up against the side of that disc and then the tooth comes around and uppercuts you into the wherever. Um, whereas if, if you've got the spinner coming down, it sort of connects and is then sort of almost slowing at the wrong point before the tooth hits by the, mm-hmm. by which time it sort of lost the energy. Um, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and saying, I'm, I think I prefer the way that saw blazes sort of hammer saw works in that it's got other smaller teeth around it that can do a little bit of nibbling followed by a big hit, unless they hit the right point, in which case it's massive hit and uh, you get a, whiplash sized mm-hmm. hole in your robot um, but <laughs> that's not to say that Scorpios was bad in any way because obviously it, it won the fight and it was it was really you know quite dominant in the fight I did think it was funny that 
I was watching the fight and thought, oh, yes, they've taken out Perfect Phoenix's weapon. Oh, no, they've played into Captain Doom's hands. <laughs> yeah, yes. I had that thought, too. I'm like, great, this is exactly what Tyler knows how to drive, a wedge yeah. with four, four wheels. Four-wheel drive Perfect. wedge, and I thought, oh, here we go. This is, this is not what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig, what did you reckon of, of the fight? It, it's, Scorpius is... For me, I, I, I felt that Scorpius's weapon didn't have that connection as well. I, I, I think you're right, Jevon, that it, it just seems it's like... too circular. It's, it's it needs to be more asymmetrical. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Craig, what do you I, I highly I highly rate Zach and the team. Um, they, they are probably the hardest working team in, in the sport, bar none. Um, I think you're right about the disc, but I mean, at what point are they just doing what another another sawbot is doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that they, they, they are trying to be different from um, Sawblaze because because they are not the same bot. They both have they're Similar weapons, but completely different um, ways about how they do it. Mm. Uh, I think a multi multi tooth disc, like a, a triple tooth disc, would solve their issues uh, in that front. But you are right in that, in that sometimes they lead with it, but you can't judge that. You know, it's it's spinning at say 150 miles an hour. You can't judge the point of uh, of contact for sure. So. Um, um, you're right in that the way to get other teams get around it is by having lots of teeth. Um, Scorpios is one of the one of the top bots. It's it, it, I highly rate it. I highly rate mm. the bot. I highly rate the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom Kid is Tyler is uh, uh, he's a champion in waiting. Um, mm-hmm. I think when he has his own robot that is is his own mm-hmm. uh, rather than a refurbished one from someone else. Mm-hmm. As good as that robot is, uh, we're all going to be playing catch up, uh, particularly on his driving skill. Yeah, it, it does. It just exudes confidence when he when he's just driving it around. Like there was several times when Scorpius was getting tipped over on, on its back, and I thought if if Perfect Phoenix does connect here, because there was a few times where there was a chance it could have done so, Scorpius could lose a wheel here. That could be. This could be a very different fight. It just didn't quite fall for him the right way, I think. And Scorpius. As, as you said, Craig, it, it does have... It's, Zach and the team, you know, they're, they're obviously very good drivers as well. You know, Zach, last year, the way that Scorpius moved last season, it was, it was just danced. It was incredible. And I think, you know, he's carried that over this year. Didn't quite get the start that they may have wanted against Bloodsport, but I mean, we'll talk about Bloodsport later. Yeah, that's what I mean. That was, that, that was the only comparison that I could make between this fight and the previous one. I find it interesting that they gave them two horizontal bar spinners. Well, yeah, horizontal spinners in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Same I was, style I, that, as well. Yeah, and I, I, I almost kind of expected this to go a similar way, but it, Perfect Phoenix just couldn't. The uh, the the, to, uh, the, uh, the guys uh, that make the garage. the fight, they they seem to like giving everybody. They keep apart all of the lifters, and they keep apart all of the verts, and they mm-hmm. keep apart all of the horizontal spinners, uh, because it because of what will look what will make the best TV, mm-hmm. um, and we've got to remember that. You know, while we're a competition, we're also making a TV show, so we've got to be interesting. Yeah, um, and it is very interesting seeing an overhead saw potentially get cut to shreds by a horizontal spinner. <laughs> this is this is true. This is true. As as it so, was uh, back in, back when Bloodsport went against Scorpius. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fight number four. Two unbeaten teams at this point uh, between Mad Catter and Ribot. Um, two animals. <laughs> 
Oh, I'll tell you what, Mad Catter has, has evolved this year, hasn't uh-huh. it? This, this thing is ferocious. Like, it, I, I, I have to say it as well, Ribot were pretty unlucky as well that they, their weapon died exactly the same times that Catter did. And I did like the bit of gamesmanship before they came in with like the, the kind of cover over the trolley. So they didn't, you know, Catter didn't know which variant yeah. of Ribot was coming <laughs> into the arena. That yeah. was good fun. I, I appreciate that. And two very similar machines. And I think, you know, two teams that kind of have aspirations of that top bracket. And I think that can make it this year. The way that Mad Catter went about it though, I, I feel like, it was just so good. And the driver of the Mad Cat team, I can't remember the guy's name, so forgive me. He drove, he drives Lynx, doesn't he? From He does. Calvin. Wait. Yes, that's the guy. Yes. And he's so good with that as well. Mad Catter is a genuine threat. Like, mm-hmm. it's seriously... It's, you know, obviously, the, um, the captain as well, I, I can't remember his name. I'm really sorry. Martin. Martin Mason. Guy. Martin Mason. He... You know, he may be a bit of a character. He might, you know, yeah. shout a lot and he might point and do the wrestling thing. <laughs> but that team is a serious, serious team and they, they should not be underestimated because that robot is scary. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's big time scary. <laughs> I will say that... Uh, it, okay, it was nice to see the behind the scenes after the mm. fact because, of course, it's very difficult to figure out, okay, who gets to choose first when you have multiple weapons? They had a bike race. <laughs> I'm so glad yeah, you brought it up. So just <laughs> plain silly. Oh, you know, I don't even, and apparently I said, okay, Google and my phone woke up, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> in any case, that was, I don't even care if it was for TV, but that was a perfect, that was just beautiful because it's cool to see teams having fun behind the scenes, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it, it's just, there's such camaraderie back there. Uh, but I will say in this fight, Ribot got lazy and went after a minibot instead of fighting the heavyweight, and they paid for it. Uh, yep. I don't know what they were thinking, uh, but going back and having to do that again, uh, I don't think they'd choose to go after a, a couple-pound minibot as opposed to a 250-pound bre- breathing down your back. Because uh, I feel like that was where the fight changed, really, where it was pretty even up to that point, but if the fight definitely changes at that point. I can tell you they won't be doing that ever again. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of a mistake you make once and then you just you, you learn from that, isn't it, really? it's Yeah. I know it's for TV and you want to go after the little guy, but you want to actually dominate the fight first before going yeah, after the, you, you the, the slim pickings. Last. I was, uh, like, if that's, that's a kind of, you know, you, you've won the fight and you've, you've dominated and so therefore, then you get the, the, the excuse to go after the mini but You don't right. go for it. Before. Like Ray did earlier with Slapbox, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, another thing that I noticed as well, um, which could potentially be a problem for Mad Catter going forward is when mm-hmm. they got hit on those one of those two arms, the two lifting arms, and one of the arms was kind of pointing just just so, mm. and it was it was obscuring how much how much their disc could reach out. It couldn't quite get a good hit after after that point. It's kind of half up, and it's just kind of the the the, the tip of the lifter is just ahead of the disc, and. I think that could be, you know, it's it's a very, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's, it's not going to happen very often. But if it does happen again, could cause problems at the sharp end of the competition where they're hoping to be. It could be a problem for Mad Cat doing that later on. But other than that, I mean, they did the job that they could do to the best of its ability, really. It, it, it won the fight. It, it did the damage to Ribot. Ribot got a few armor panels knocked off, those kind of HDPE 
kind of side protecting panels, but other than that, there wasn't much that Ribot could lay a finger on them, really. And it was nice to see behind the scenes uh, how Ribot tracks their their internals. It's cool to see telemetry in a Robot Wars being used to uh, adjust strategy in the middle of a fight where you don't want to burn out speed controllers if you're pulling too much current or if something is really wrong on the inside, you don't want to, you don't want to burn out speed controllers or motors. So it's nice to have that display though. I can only imagine that after that hit mad catter gave them the whole thing probably just turned red. <laughs> <laughs> something is very wrong. Oh no. Uh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Retreat, retreat. Well, we run, we ran telemetry. We run telemetry on on Slammer, and we run ran telemetry on Foxtrot. Uh, mm-hmm. But we don't we don't get a live feed, or rather, we do on the new, my new radio. But I'm not looking at that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, on, I can tell you from Foxtrot, when Foxtrot got hit across the wedge by uh, Death Roll, it registered at eight G, which is the maximum that the G registers, uh, the G sensors will register. And uh, the, after then, there was no uh, output, so it killed. That's probably when it got killed. Shoot. Oh, dearie me. Yeah, I mean, could could Ribot have done anything different with another setup? I mean, if they'd have gone for the horizontal, what do you reckon? I mean, obviously, I don't know. I can't remember exactly who it was who got to pick first, I'll be honest. Um, It was. It was. So if if Catter obviously went for that setup, do you think maybe I had Ribot gone for the undercutter, could they have done something differently? I mean... Hard I mean, to say. I, I yeah. wouldn't want to pick first. It's like no. in yeah. cricket, you always want to bat second so you know what you're running for. Um, cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring a sports ball reference into this. Um, yeah, well, we're going to a villa later. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, you, you always want to pick second to see what the other team do and sort of go, ah, yes, but we have this. And they're like, oh no. But yeah, uh, it's, it was an interesting. Uh, bit yeah I, I don't know i feel like if robot had gone for the the undercutter in this fight it may have served them better step because mad cat weren't going to go for the big heavy duty wedge were they so maybe it could have helped them i, I don't know if some butts candy and nuts exactly exactly the, we got the fight that we got and mad cat won it it's as simple as that really mm-hmm. let's talk about fight five gamma nine and Oh, the all-new 500-pound Walker Chomp. Um, Craig, I've seen you uh, gushing over this online. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's CNC porn. It really is. is. <laughs> um, what a spectacular uh, thing Chomp is. If it hadn't been for the COVID restrictions where we didn't really spend time um, with, uh, with other teams this year, not to the degree that we would do normally, I would have needed more than a few minutes alone with, uh, with Chomp. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh it's it's fantastic it's everything about it it's innovative it's it's extremely well engineered it's extremely well put together just to set just the assembly of it not not talking about like the actual parts that are in it, it all of the parts could be off the shelf but just just the way it's put together it's it's like a clock it's absolutely stunning and even the cab of it is sensational and um i, I so want to fight it yeah <laughs> Next season, please, Battlebots, make it happen. A suplex machine against the biggest, the biggest robot going. Greg, Aaron, Tom, Chris, yo, <laughs> I want it. I want it. I think the thing that makes me laugh the most is obviously Chomp in the past has been a bit of a, you know, bit of a running joke that it just always falls on its side whenever it fires mm-hmm. its hammer. There's no chance that's happening now. It's just nope. like it's just so vast and 
big. Yeah. It, it's enormous. You flip this thing over, you deserve it. And Gamma That's 9 right. came close. And it, 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 that, enormous credit. Gamma 9 was excellent this fight. Physically, with how thin that weapon is, that sh- how did that even work? How did it even lift? When you saw that replay of it lifting up and how small a cross-section is with that lifting arm, it just almost seems like that shouldn't even lift that. But it does, somehow. And it's it's very hard to fight this robot, I think we just found out, because Gamma 9 spends a lot of time in this fight just staring at it yeah, and not how, knowing how where and how this? to attack. Mm. Because... And you're gonna lose, um, you're gonna lose aggression points if you don't fight this thing. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna move out of its circumference eventually. It's not the fastest. It's, I mean, that's the one thing about having a walker, of course, is you're gonna have a huge mobility uh, problem. But how do you fight? It, it, it's, it, it is a walking arena hazard, and it's always gonna have its hammer facing you. That that much was clear. Hmm. I, I will say, you know. Before we get on to Chump, because obviously I think we've got a, yeah. a lot to talk about about yes. Chump. The improvement in Gamma 9 from the last time we saw it to this season is enormous. And mm-hmm. the team deserve a lot of credit themselves, obviously. They, yeah. they came back with a different design, obviously. It's got the big lifter now instead of the, the crusher that they had before. I say crusher, it didn't really crush anything. Mm. Um, but this version of Gamma 9 was excellent. And I think it will win fights. The, the mm-hmm. way that it... I, I well, unless it's been written off by Chomp, obviously we'll, we'll get to that a bit later on. Mm. The way that Gamma and I moved around the arena and it was well controlled. Yes, they, okay, they had to kind of stand off Chomp and kind of think, okay, where am I going to pick my point of attack? But it was it was well managed, and I think that Chomp did struggle with Gamma Nine. Had Gamma Nine got it over, I mean, I believe Chomp can actually self right, as, as shocking as it may seem, it can self right. Mm-hmm. But Gamma Nine was causing it problems, getting under it quite a few times, and. That's not that's not a mean feat, you know. <laughs> they deserve a bit of credit for that. Mm. And it's more and more, the, the more I look at Gamma Nine, the more I think it looks like a Batmobile. Oh yeah, it definitely. Really is. It really is. <laughs> it's is I think such that was a the point. Oh, good. Right, <laughs> they nailed it. Um, yeah, is is such a, a good looking robot, and you know, I think had had what happened didn't happen, they'd be looking at a very close judge's decision. Um, mm. And potentially a win for them there, but um, yeah, it did. It didn't get to that point, unfortunately for them. Well, it, it did. It did go to the judges, but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, I mean, what one more? It's it's tough to win a judge's decision when you're not working at the end of a fight. Yeah, this is as, true. as we've learned from yeah. BattleBots. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I said it for that reason too. But you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Chomp, shall we? Yes. And just the, the power of that hammer. Lifting the whole robot up has the flamethrowers out the front. It can rotate through 360 degrees. Oh my God, what a wonderful robot. Thank you. Thank you, Zoe, for this <laughs> amazing piece of engineering to BattleBots. Yeah. Because, again, it's, it's fair to say that they've not had, you know, the, the internet hasn't been kind to the Chomp team in the past mm-hmm. couple of seasons and, you know, for it falling on its side and what have you. I think this has made a lot of people set, like sit up and take notice that okay, maybe they do know what they're doing, and this this robot is a serious piece of kit. Like it is mm-hmm. just exquisite. Like it was, even the way. It, okay, you say Steve earlier, it has like trouble moving. It was so fluid the way that it moved from its like it just shuffling yes. around its box. It was just so nice. Mm-hmm. With with a lack of speed, there is a lack of deliberate action. Yes, it does move very deliberately. Maybe yeah. not the fastest in the world. It is a walker, but I mean that's going to be a, a problem no matter what walker you're yeah. walking. I mean, I've seen comments online saying 
uh, or it's not very fast. And I don't think it's ever meant to be. It, no. it, it doesn't even need to be. The fact that it can rotate to wherever you are. Yep. Um, it's, it's like the, uh, the classic Monsters, Inc. comment, I'll be watching you, always watching. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it just, wherever you drive, that hammer is pointing directly at you, meaning that whenever you start driving in, you've got a hammer coming at you. Yeah. Uh, one thing that actually, Craig, I don't know if you know this, but um, one thing I was wondering about is do they still have that kind of auto-targeting thing that they had from the last chomp on the hammer? So what they've got this year is they've got this really angry small person sat inside it, <laughs> turning it left and right. Um, I believe they do have LiDAR still. Oh, um, wow. Um, which is, we actually, we had a plan for their, uh, to help their LiDAR. Um, but I won't say it just in case I actually do get to fight them at some point. But um, yeah, I believe they do have the uh, the auto tracking LiDAR system. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it's, it's so good. It's just, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what a what a wonderful robot! And you know, as I said, thank you for just bringing it along because obviously they could have just there were teams that sat at home because of you know COVID fears and what have you. And I could have perfectly understood if Chomp had decided to do so, but the fact that they went through so much effort to get this machine together and bring it along. Yes. Is, yeah, is, and the fact that Zoe has another one in the oven and I came know, and, and, and went to the event went to the event as also is that that's just I mean I know. For a moment there I thought you were saying that she had another chomp cooking up but <laughs> this is kicking out of hand. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> no. Um yeah, yeah, I was going to say this this whole episode is full uh, of Christmas gifts. It really is like mm-hmm. the gift of chomp um the slamo getting a win just the whole thing was mm-hmm. was so well timed um and such a such a good episode yeah 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 i agree and credit to chomp for getting the win they went straight through the top of gamma and it, like that was yeah. serious damage i went straight through it i yeah. have heard it. and it, i don't know whether it's true or not but there was rumor that they hit the floor on the other side of gamma 9 oh. <laughs> I, mean, I is, don't is know how much this? truth there is. I, I want it to be true. <laughs> I believe it's true. I know that they hit... Well, I don't know. I'm fairly certain they hit the speed controller, and I think he uses a dual-channel speed controller. So as he came down, he went straight into there, uh, which is why Gamma 9 was dead at the end of it. Um, but uh, whether they went all the way through, I would believe it. Um, I don't know absolutely. So I'm sure Curtis can tell me. Hang on. I've got Curtis. I'll, I'll text him. Okay. <laughs> I'll if ask get, him. If I get a response before the end of it, I'll let you know. Excellent. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that maybe later on. Maybe later on. Our penultimate fight sees uh, two former teammates taking each other on in Shatter and Malice. Obviously, Bunny in the past has been on the Shatter team, I think, last season. Um, so this was kind of a big deal for, for her. She wanted to get one over her old team. Shatter wanted to make sure that they'd, you know, made sure they'd keep on top of their winning star as well. Yep. And they wouldn't hear about it for the rest of time <laughs> that they yeah, lost to pretty, a former pretty, teammate. Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's pride is at stake. You know, these, these things do happen. Mm-hmm. And we got, well, we've got our answer to what might have happened if, um, <laughs> if Beta had used its hammer last week. I suppose. <laughs> ah, dearie me. You don't win if you, uh, what we've learned is that if you don't use your weapon, you win a fight in BattleBots. So you heard it here first, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how to feel about this decision. 
I'll be honest with you. I, I, it's, not, it's, it's one of those where I feel like I'm not upset that Malice won because I think Malice did the damage point and, you know, it took the hammer off. Let's face it, yeah. it did. I feel like Shatter also did the same amount of damage. Yep. They killed the weapon, they, but they killed yeah. each other's weapons. That's the, the thing. thing. The, the difference thing being is that Shatter, yeah, Shatter still used the, the, the shot to, <laughs> right. um, to beat and wail oh, down on Malice. my bloody stump. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> um, and while Malice was still able to push Shatter around, Shatter were able to use that um, the, the uh, mechanism drive to sort of just move out of the way, and uh, mm. so they never got pushed into a wall with such force and aggression that would cause more damage. So there was mm. control from both, and I would probably favour it for Malice. I can see why the judges have gone for Malice because yeah. I think it is a close decision either way you look at it. Yeah, but, but I think. Yeah. I would give the points to Shatter, to be honest. It really is a fight where you can have it go either way, a couple of points and the decision changes. It's, it, this one was that close. I think it, it, it's, it's indicated by the fact that Adam, at the end of the fight, was like, well, I thought it was a unanimous decision for us, to be honest with you. I, I, it's, it's difficult for, for Shatter because their robot isn't optimized to push other robots around. No. That's, that's, that's their problem, and I think had they had it been let's say more like beta had the conventional wheel set up it probably would have won mm-hmm. it's just one of those things unfortunately I'm, I'm not upset that malice won i think malice deserved to win it's just that i feel like shatter deserved it more if that makes sense so i scored it uh Ooh. six five to malice okay yeah. so um i gave uh malice two one on control um well i gave in, I gave Malice the control, I gave uh, Chatter the aggression, and I thought that damage was even. Mm-hmm. Up, like you, you could have gone either way on it, right up until there was a, a whiff of smoke yeah. in the pushing battle mm, where, from, Shatter. Uh, from, from Shatter. So if anything was going to edge it, because both of their weapons were down, I guess that edged it. And I would have been, yeah, if, if, if they'd have said Shatter won, I wouldn't have complained. If they said uh, Malice won, I wouldn't have complained. Um, for what it's worth, I don't think the judges got this wrong, and I don't think they got Beta Rotator wrong. I think mm. there is an inherent problem with the way that fights are scored. Yes. And I think that is the problem. And um, we covered that in Fight Court. <laughs> uh, so... so uh, <laughs> That is a whole other world, yeah. isn't it? Really, to it's just a, yeah. it's a whole other um, like can of like horrible rancid fish from Sweden. Yeah, um, <laughs> specifically Sweden. But, well, I think that, that they they have a yeah. You can get it. Yeah, the yeah. consensus was that Beta won that fight, but for the wrong reason. I think yeah, Mike yeah, put yeah. it best. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, for what it's worth, I don't think the judges have got anything particularly wrong. With their, with their judging. I don't think mm. Beta was wrong. I don't think this one was wrong. Mm-mm. If it had gone either way, I wouldn't have complained um, for, for either of them. Um, I just... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There, it's there, tricky. There, there is an issue, but, but I don't think it's not they, the judges. They pushed the controversy was part of the issue last week. So everybody is really up on it again and saying, oh, judges, I don't really know what they're doing. And um, mm, they definitely well, do. <laughs> the, yeah, they do. But this is the, the to the untrained eye, the, the casual viewer, 
they're saying, oh, well, these judges don't know anything. And that's absolutely not right at all. I think I completely agree that the decisions have been correct. And every time there has been a decision that has seemed controversial, I can see why the judges have gone for it by the BattleBots rules. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, there's, the rules, there are no perfect rules. Let's be honest. There will always be a, a rule set that will upset somebody in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't benefit your weapon type in certain ways, or it doesn't, you know. Don't promote... even get me started on the National Football League with the catch <laughs> rule and whether or not a catch is a rule to catch or not, because no. Yeah. And flags, so... flags. What are flags about? <laughs> let's not even talk about. Gone. Let's not even talk about VAR for God's sake. I mean, come oh, on. Oh no! <laughs> Stop. VAR makes me sad. Robot VAR with bullets. No, hang on. That's <laughs> again. Um, no. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, again, I can see why the judges have gone for a Malice win. And, you know, yeah. as I said, this was a close fight and it could have gone either way. And it went for Malice and massive congratulations to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, again, the, the outpouring of emotion yeah. from Bunny at the end, like this one, yeah. obviously last, the last win, it was when it gets axed backwards and God bless Kurt, we love him, but it's axed backwards at this point. Like, it, you know, yeah, at this point, you can have my Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, he's he's taken it off, you know, at this point. But him and Shred, you know, yeah. Shadow is a serious, serious competitor. Like we saw last year, he took Witch Doctor three minutes. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. there wasn't yeah. many teams that did that. Yeah, and you know, this year as well, you know, it went it hit Ghost Raptor so hard the weapon broke. <laughs> And again, it obviously broke Malice's weapon as well, but Shatter's a, a dangerous robot. It's got experience from BattleBots. It's got experience from China. It's got experience from the live events in the uh, the US. It's an established machine and Malice gets a win. That's going to mean a lot to, you know, a, a rookie team. And obviously, Buddy Blesser was on the team last year with Shatter. Yeah. So probably means even more than, again, credit to them for, for getting the win in the end. It was a great fight and a good a good tactical driving match as well you know it could have been very easy for for Malice who which isn't the most conventional of shapes to kind of struggle in a pushing match but obviously the fact that Shatter was mech and it did help it but I think way. I think Malice would have been better turning around and using its ass to push Possibly. things around yeah yeah but, um, that's uh, that's just my opinion and that, that's not how some people drive so uh, I think what you were saying is right about uh, about um, Shatter Shatter is um, if it wasn't for Chomp, it would be the best Hammerbot in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Adam is very, very good at driving that robot. Um, nobody else could drive that robot like he does. Mm-hmm. So um, I have I have all the time for for Adam and Shatter. Uh, I was extremely pleased for Bunny because, um, well, I, I'm good friends with Bunny, and she deserves every success that she gets. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh no, event. Sam. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Our main event, which sees Bloodsport take on end game. Uh, my pick to win this season is Endgame, and it's a bit of an L for me. It's Yikes. I will say this much, though. Bloodsport's <laughs> bloody good, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Isn't it? I mean, what else is there to say? This is so scary. This fight, I struggled for so long to work out what on earth happened to Endgame. It, like, the, it was it was baffling. I can't even put into words like the the progression of what happened. At one point, they'd lost a wheel, and we don't see where that came off, but it did. Um, apparently, it when it drove over a kill source slot, it then 
cut it or broke it and then fell out the bottom. And it's just like, what happened? Bloodsport actually managed to shove the entire weapon assembly of Endgame into itself, um, (laughs) forcing it to stop in the end. Um, But yeah, I've I've just seen on Facebook some uh, some photos of Endgame's weapon. There are massive chunks taken out of it, like Mm. big beefy sections that would make it completely unbalanced and unusable again. Um, And Bloodsport, what did they get? A couple of little grazes on the side um, from their sort of aluminium chassis. It did get a nick on one of its like towards one of its wheels. Yeah, back back wheels. Wheel section. Um, that if it had gone a bit deeper, it might have taken a wheel. But you know, once again, I have to say, once again, the uh, the wedgelets did come off. Um, I I feel as though I they are care too much. sacrificial at this point. Um, yeah, if you look at the way that they're printed, it seems like they're shearing along layer lines because yeah. they're 3D prints, and I feel like just there's too much energy for those things to stay together, and they just fly out. They even flew out when they were testing Bloodsport I, when I watched their yeah. videos. So well, When they drive around, this, they sort of bounce upwards, and then the weapon sort of cleaves them um, yeah. sometimes as well, which is, you know, problematic. But you've you got to admit that Bloodsport is an absolute beast. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Endgame, after a really strong showing in there, opener against tombstone um i I feel this is was i don't want to say put back in their place because i think that they are as good as the tombstone fight but Mm -hmm. you know it's a different match and it's a different robot and perhaps there was some underlying damage that that endgame needs to work on i know they said there were three things that they improved after this fight that that sort of failure points that they've needed to make better so yeah I, i think endgame will probably bounce back. Um, Bloodsport is on a path of absolute destruction. <laughs> I was going to say, Craig, how good is Bloodsport? It's extremely well made. Um, in terms of just the engineering behind it, it's, both Endgame and Bloodsport come from this, this world of engineering where there's like true engineers have built them. And you can really see that in the way that they're put together. Um, they are both fantastic. The teams obviously work super super hard um, um both in the arena and outside the arena and uh, you can you can look at the, every single bot every single one and go well if i was doing it i'd have done that slightly different uh, and everybody does it to me as well both actual engineers and armchair engineers <laughs> um blood sport is, is extremely impressive it's a little bit terrifying it's, it's everything i wanted apex to be but uh, didn't have the budget for it's just, I don't know, for, for me, the leap forward from last season as well, like, I, I know it was a, a, a quote-unquote new team. I think one of the team from Bloodsport was on the end game team originally. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Griffin. Yeah, that's, that's right. So there's a bit, bit, of, bit of spice in this match as well with, with that as well. But, um, you know, Bloodsport was, was a new team entering last season. And just the fact that they've gone from, a, you know, a, sol- a solid mid-card team last season to now being, you know, a main event winner, it's wow. I mean, <laughs> wowie. The fact that they, they beat Endgame as well, who obviously won so convincingly against Tombstone, is just very impressive. And I think they can be rightly feared. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's another point of this wonderful Christmas gift of an episode is that the wonderful matchups we got. So we had uh, two matches of sort of ex team members going up against their old teams or uh, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. You had 
Mad Catter and Ribot to sort of college teams, quote unquote. Um, you know, it this this episode keeps giving. It just keeps giving all the time. It's yeah. so wonderful. It was yeah. a nice rebound after all the the craziness that was the last episode. So it yeah. was nice to have something that was more, I don't know, fun. Normal, normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and back, touching back on Endgame, obviously, I think I think they'll be all right, won't they? I mean, the fact that they beat Tombstone's almost a shoe in to get into the the bracket, but. You, uh, are you saying this for your own peace of mind? Or? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. You're right, won't it? Well, yeah. let's, let's look at it like this. The last time they lost it, like, they, last time they won in the main season um, was again, before Tombstone, was against uh, Lockjaw back in 18. Mm. And then mm-hmm. just went on this horrible run for the longest time and then, beat, and then beat, beat Cobalt. Uh, Cobalt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cobalt. yeah. yeah. deeply I, I hope that I hope that it's not the start of a slippery slope because I, I feel like Endgame has it has the w- potential to win this whole thing. It really, really does. It's just mm-hmm. can they stay the distance? That's the thing. It, it's it's yeah. It's going to bother me if it doesn't. But we'll, I think we'll both see. Of, both of these teams used to do the uh, vex competitions as well, didn't they? They did, um, yeah. Which was another fun little nod, and you know perhaps we'll get to see um, some toys of them come full circle. That would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be pretty. Pretty damn cool, but uh, that pretty much brings us to the end. Um, Craig, thank you very, very much for for joining us. It's it's good to have you on again. And uh, yeah, nada. About time you won. It's yeah. about time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> release. Yeah. Oh, it's just. Oh, yeah. Uh, not to. Not to spoil anything, but. There's a lot of tears from me in this series. So, <laughs> we come back again. Yeah. We come back again this season to talk about some more fights. Uh, really, if you really want me to, I suppose I can make time <laughs> for it. I have a quick question for you, Craig. Was there somebody right. you desperately wanted to fight this season? Uh, I desperately wanted to fight uh, Chomp. Um, they, I can, it's, it's, I, I suppose it's a spoiler, but we didn't get to fight Chomp. Um, oh. But it, I would very, very much like to fight Hypershock. <laughs> I wonder oh, yeah. why. T-shirts oh, available on the BattleBot store now. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's, there's a bit of a running gag here. For those that don't know, uh, don't follow, I've never, I can't remember if it's you personally or if it's Mobot on Instagram, but the, the, um, the BattleBot's Instagram story filter. <laughs> How many times did you get Hypershock, Craig? So I did it... <laughs> I did it twice in a row and I got hypershock and I was like, all right, this is kind of funny because I it made, cause I was trying to get Slamo and obviously Slamo isn't in the um, app. So I was like, right. That's sort it out, Greg. Um, so I then was like, it, people really liked the fact that I responded the way I did. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, right, I'm only going to post hypershock ones. And then for the next three days, I didn't get any bloody hypershock ones. <laughs> <laughs> But then I then and then I went on a run of like getting six. I got six in a row, and I was like, oh, "Fuck, failure!" So yeah. Um, but I, I absolutely adore the Hypershock team. I don't want anyone to think that there's actually any real animosity between us. Uh, I love them to pieces, mm-hmm. um, all of them. Uh, maybe not Greg, but um, <laughs> I love. Them. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Greg wasn't even there this year. That's fired. Uh, um, I'm sure Greg's wonderful. I haven't really spent much time with him. Uh, I love them to pieces, but I would I would love to fight them. I think that'd be a very entertaining fight. 
Um, mm, we've also agreed own. that if we do get to fight, um, Will and I are going to swap uh, for the ring walks. So I'll walk in uh, in Will's place. <laughs> Will walk in in my place, and we'll just we'll just act like nothing has happened. <laughs> Okay, what? And there's just nobody want to say anything. Nobody will notice. We'll still mess around like we do normally. It's just, yeah, silly. I look forward to. The I look for. I was going to say, yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's two of your uh, season six matches sorted. Chomp and Hypershock sort. That's great. Excellent. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Thank you. Send if you're that. Listening, Greg, Aaron, yeah. Chris, Tom. Make it, that make one, it, please. Make it happen. Right. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that pretty much brings us to the end. Thank you all very much for listening, watching, what have you. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to our ramblings of a bit of Christmas time and a bit of BattleBots time as well. Um, nope. Yeah, well, with that said, I've been Sam Elliott 64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. We can I parge? <laughs> for fuck's sake. Up the villa. Up the villa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on that note, that very nice note, we'll leave it there. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.